Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, thank you for joining us here today at Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. We say this often, uh, joining us at the corner of truth and courage. We want you folks to know the truth. We're going to expose the truth to you about Islam. But we also want you to have the courage to speak up and to say what needs to be said about these things. Let's face it, we have a number of people out there who are on the fence. They believe the media. They believe what these moderate Muslims are trying to feed us, the deception that Islam is a religion of peace. And there are Muslims out there that genuinely believe that. That's all they've been taught. And they are part of a perversion of Islam. It's not what Muhammad taught. And those who are militant are doing the things that Muhammad had taught. And it's in the Quran, folks. Today, Sharam Hadian and I, we're going to be discussing the 10 steps of how to radicalize a Muslim. We hear this often about these terrorists. We didn't know this person was radicalized. The guy who attacked in Nice, France, people are saying that he quickly was radicalized. So what do they mean by that? There's some things that must be instilled in their belief system, in their thinking, in what they believe about their prophet, their God, their religion. I'll give you the first three. We talked about them yesterday. And today we're going to talk about the fourth and fifth step. But the first step is that it must be established in the Muslim mind and heart that Muhammad is God's final prophet. He's the last prophet. He is God's prophet, and we must listen to him. So it must be established. Number two, it must be established that the Quran is God's words and that the Sunnah are Muhammad's teachings and actions. You see, friends, you can't just go to the Quran for the doctrines of Islam. You've got to go to the prophet as well. And the Sunnah are the teachings and the actions of what Muhammad said and did that was recorded by his followers. So this is very important to a faithful Muslim, to a scriptural Muslim. He's going to study these as well. Number three, it needs to be established in the heart of this Muslim, if he's going to be radicalized, that Allah is the sole God of the universe, and his law, the Sharia, is the perfect and good law for all mankind. That must be established, and it will be some things that he'll believe in. And today we're going to talk about the fourth and fifth thing, which are that it will be established in his heart that the only way to contentment is to be fully submitted to Allah, to his law and his will. And the fifth thing, it will be established that there will be no Islamic peace in the world until Muslims have rid the world of the filth, the kafir, the unbelievers, and that the Sharia is to become the law of every nation. So listen now as we discuss those points. Here we go. The fourth um, step to fundamentalize a Muslim, it must be established in his heart that the only way to contentment is to be fully submitted to Allah's law and his will. That's so right. they must be, this must be established in their heart, in their belief system, that the only way I'm going to find contentment 
The only way that there'll be contentment in my community, contentment in my home, contentment in my country, is if I and others around me are fully submitted, not just partially submitted. That's right. But, you know, and this is, this is essential, that they're fully submitted. Because that's, that's what right. Islam means, submit, that's surrender. Right. And Muslim means the surrendered one. So if you're going to truly be that, then you have to be fully submitted to Allah's law and his will. Very important step. Tom, I, I thought the, the Mr. Obama said that Islam meant it was peaceful, that it just meant the word Islam meant peace, that you just get along. Well, well no, 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 you're saying I that think that was actually, a dish. He was serving up a dish of deception there. There you go. That's right. Exactly. And, and this really actually, uh, without jumping ahead too soon, this actually gets to our next point as well, is that contentment, they believe that contentment can only come when a nation goes to the upper house, that Dar al-Islam. And so that's why they're working constantly towards the implementation of point number three, which is the Sharia. So uh, the, the, the teaching is that when an individual or a community or a nation actually comes under, under the authority of Allah's law and will, then that uh, peace and contentment and social justice and all these things come into that community, into that nation. And I think that for the individual person, let's let's talk about the individual Muslim. They believe that if they're being a, a as I did when I was growing up, Tom, I was a lukewarm, quote unquote, moderate Muslim, cultural Muslim. I had no contentment in my life. Now, I know now that is because I was not connected to the right God, <laughs> that it was not the right God. But but it's very easy to take someone like me who was a lukewarm Muslim and teach them, well, if you really want contentment, you need to be further into Allah's law, further into Allah's will, and you're just not going deep enough. And that's one of the ways that we see young men disenfranchise young men, um, you know, uh, taken into quote-unquote radicalism because th they are taught, well, that's when you really, really come to peace with yourself. Uh, and that's why you see, Tom, the number one demographic for conversions or radicalization is happening in our prison system hmm. because that's where there are disenfranchised, broken men who obviously they're broken. That's why they're in prison. Something has happened in their lives. And th there, it's a prime real estate for them to be fundamentalized to Islam. So wow. now let's lead into point five because... Now, it is not just um, important to establish contentment in the individual. Now, there must be an establishment that there will be no Islamic peace in the world unless Muslims have rid the world of the filth. That is the Arabic um, definition of the word kufar or kafir. It literally means excrement or filth. And that... Every uh, nation and that the Sharia is to become the law of every nation. So one, they have to be able to get rid of all the kufar. And two, they have to establish the Sharia as the law of that nation yeah. for there to be Islamic peace. Well, one of the things that Muslims believe is that the that there'll still be the reason why there is evil in the world and why there's no peace is because of the kafir, you know, the unbeliever. And, uh, and so they must either convert them, make them Muslim, thus removing the kafir, 
or subjugate them into demitude. They become your servant. That's what Surah 9 was all about, the last chapter of the Quran. Uh, let them uh, work for you and live off their backs. Right. Or kill them. You know, remove them, annihilate them, destroy them. So the, the whole idea is either subjugate it or kill it or, or convert them. And so, uh, so the, the, the fifth step is they, it must be established in their belief system that in order to have peace, true peace in the world, Islamic peace, that they have to rid the world of the kafir and that Sharia needs to become the law of every nation. So that, that's their belief system. And if this is established in their heart and mind, like the other things we talked about, that they must be fully surrendered themselves to Allah, to his law and to his will, to, to, uh, to the God of Islam, and that the Sharia is the only way for, you know, goodness for mankind. It's the only perfect law. It's the universal law that must be for all people. And that the Sunnah and the Prophet is the perfect example. And if you're going to be a faithful Muslim, once those things are established, you're on the way. You're well on That's the way right. to uh, seeing this guy soon to be taking up arms against the Kafir, and that's you and me, Sharam, and that's anyone right. else who does not believe in, in Islam. That's absolutely right, and that's exactly, I, I was going to just uh, uh, add to, not add, but basically just, just affirm what you're saying is that um, this sounds pretty aggressive, doesn't it, Tom? Point five now sounds, wait a second, I thought Muslims and Jews and Christians can just live in world peace and harmony, whatever. Wait a second. If this is an actual establishment of what the will of Allah is, now you have to have militancy. Because as you just said, condition number three of those three conditions established in Surah 9 is that you have to fight the unbelievers until either they win or you win. So now this is where we see the, you know, and I don't want to jump ahead, but we see the real concept of jihad coming in because as jihad is to war against non-muslims why are you warring against non-muslims it's not just for any reason it's because you have to establish islamic peace and those two conditions have to be there establish the sharia remove the, the kafir and tom uh when you and i are, are a target of this you and i didn't uh, uh declare war we you and i haven't declared war against muslims they have declared their war on us in order, quote-unquote, to establish their peace. Now, in our notes, we're going to put forth the, um, the portions out of the Sharia law book on jihad. And you need to understand, too, uh, the book that this is coming from, this was translated by the Al-Azhar University. This is the highest college of Islam in the world. And in their stamp of approval, they're saying, this is the standard of Islam. Tom, you made a great point about uh, the sourcing of the reliance of the traveler coming from Al-Azhar in Cairo, Egypt, and it, it being the premier Sunni school within Islam. Uh, there are four major Sunni schools of thought uh, called, uh, the four are the Safi, the Hanbali, the Maliki, and the Hanafi. Now, in Shiite Islam, that's where I came from, was, was you know, Iran, Shiite Islam, which is maybe about 12%, 13% of the world's Muslim population. The majority of world, world's Muslims are Sunnis. Uh, there is infighting. There's no doubt there's infighting in Islam. And somebody could say, well, you know, 
um, you, what you're talking about being radicalized. Well, maybe that's that's a that's a sect of Islam. That that's some you know some aberration. No, no, no. The reliance of the traveler is based off the Sunni school of thought. But even in there, it, it says that with the Shiites, they agree on the majors. So when we're talking about these ten points, these are the ten majors. It's as Christians saying, well, what are the majors of our faith? Well, we believe that God became flesh in Jesus Christ. We believe that there's only one God in a triune person. We believe his word is inerrant. We, we go through our majors, right? These are non-negotiables. The 10 things that we're talking about here today, listeners, are non-negotiable, both to Sunni Muslims and to Shiite Muslims. There would be no argument on those sources because even the Shiites believe in the Sunnah, as long as it's based from Muhammad. And so no argument. These are the majors. There is no aberration when it comes to the majors. I just wanted to emphasize that. Well, folks, that's going to be it for today. But when we come back, we're going to continue into more of these 10 steps. I hope they've been helpful to you. Share these things with your friends. Have courage. Speak out. You know these things to be true. And um, those who are on the fence, who've been listening to the media, who've been listening to the lies, um, they need to know that this is the real face of Islam. These are the things that militant, faithful Muslims, a faithful Muslim will believe in these things. A moderate Muslim will not. And uh, they've been taught something, you know, a perversion of Islam. They're making up Islam in their own imaginations. But this is what Muhammad taught and what he gave. And we need to be forewarned about it. Well, that's it for today. God bless you. We'll be back again tomorrow.